This is the Friday, June 16, 2023 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. A full-blown weather market erupted in the grain trade this week as the chances for moisture were on the decline and the number of forecasts lacking even the possibility of precipitation were few and far between. For the week, the nearby wheat contract gained 58 cents while the July corn contract moved 36 cents higher. A butter crush report than expected added to the weather story in the soy complex as the July soybean contract improved 80 cents while July meal expanded by 19.20 per ton. July cotton shrank 269 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, July class 3 milk futures fell 64 cents. The livestock market was mixed as August cattle declined 12 cents. August feeders cut 407 and the June lean hog contract moved higher by 322. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index lost 136 ticks. July crude oil added 158 per barrel. Comex Gold lost 390 per ounce and the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index improved more than 10 points to settle at 553.35. Joining us now is regular market analyst Don Rose. Hi, Don. Paul, thanks for having me back. One word, weather, right? Yeah, I mean, this market's uh, weather, weather, and more weather. It's all about weather. And I always say about 80% of a market over time in the U.S. and the world boils down to weather and certainly proof the last week. Wheat, 9% up on the week. Normally, harvest is beginning this time of year. There's harvest pressure. Where's the harvest pressure? And is this weather impacting wheat? Well, and that's a good point. I mean, I think wheat's not on its own. It basically was following the corn market up, uh, the, the uh, soybeans up. Um, Russia's still selling wheat below the world market, but I think that's the point. Uh, how far can we move up with Russia uh, really supplying the world for the summer with the wheat? So uh, just a follower, not on its own during harvest. Do you see that wheat has become an alternative for maybe some of those livestock folks for feed already? And that's why that rise in wheat? Or is this, again, as you said, just an attachment to the other two? Well, if you look at it, the uh, funds were caught short about 100,000 contracts a wheat. So I think it's more, these markets, Paul, are so technical that I think it was just one that turned the trend around. We hit some uh, positive signals, buy signals, and away we went to the upside following the corn. And uh, by the way, oats is the one that led the market to the upside um, starting April uh, 23rd. Oats knows. Dang it, I was going to say that. You said it. What does corn know, though, right now? Well, what the, what the corn market knows is we went too low too early, anticipating these big yields from the government, 181.5. We go to 490 and three quarters on Deese corn, too low. And um, then we found out that, uh-oh, maybe we're not going to get a big crop. So what we really did is we balanced back to where we were during January, February, up around this $596 mark, tried to get to $6 on Deese corn. Now what we're going to find out next week Um, Does the weather give us the indication that we can go past that, Paul? Well, we have a great question that came in from William in Iowa via our Facebook page, and he wants to know, dry, forecast for more dry, three-day weekend. How are you going to talk to your farmers into selling new crop Tuesday morning if we continue to see a weather market? 
Well, the one thing we know that weather markets uh, come and go fast. I mean, like we always say in weather markets, you take the stairs up, the elevators down. This is a, a market that's gone straight up. We went up a dollar seven on corn since the first of June. It's a market that only uh, three weeks ago the producer could only dreamed of. So I think what you really have to look at: keep your marketing plan in place. And if you're concerned with it, then work on some alternatives to protect it is what we're seeing with some uh, different alternatives, call options, Paul. Let's go uh, specifically Dease Corn, up 12.6%, 67 cents. We're just short of $6 here on Friday as we record. What are the factors that could push us even higher and how high? Well, you know, what you have to look at uh, each week in a weather market, my experience says you have to ask yourself, do you think the crop's getting bigger or smaller? And, of course, that's going to be dependent on weather. So this market is very stretched out uh, going into the end of the week. we got a three-day weekend, and if we come in and the weather looks hot and dry, uh, extended. Now, we've already got a weather forecast at these price levels probably dialed in through to next weekend. So that's not the case. You know, we're uh, we already are, are out in the futures market far ahead. So you're probably going to have to have it extended past that, Paul. Probably have to have it, you know, close into the 1st of July. Corn is one thing. Beans are another. Why are the beans so responsive to this weather forecast like corn is? Well, the, uh, the corn, the concern is that we're forming the uh, size of the ear right now, so we're moving up. The soybean market's a little bit different. It's just sitting in place. It's uh, uh, waiting to see if we can get some rain. But if you look at it, it's really the, uh, the soybean market, really, corn took off first. Soybeans didn't quite get there. While corn's back to the, uh, the winter highs at 596, the uh, November soybeans, it's really 1350 to 14. So we're still shy of 1350. So let's put it this way. Soybeans are playing catch-up. Well, the Nove beans there, you see the end of that trend line just shoot right up, uh, approaching $14. I mean, we were clinging to the $13 mark just a couple of weeks ago. Things change quickly. So I guess I ask on the other side of this, how quickly can this go down specifically in soybeans if, A, it rains over the weekend, B, a forecast dramatically change or something technical expires? Well, we were, we're on a $2.17 rally in soybeans. Remarkable. $1.07 on corn uh, since the 1st of June. And it's a market that, uh, you know, can... Um, it's a supply-driven bull market, Paul. And so what that means is we're not going up on the demand side, so that's a dangerous market. If you look at it, the July corn, July uh, has lost 42 cents to the uh, September soybeans, July has lost 77 cents. The basis levels have collapsed. So you are, as we're moving up, we're losing demand. What you're really seeing is the South America farmer He's uh, selling into this crop because he's selling his new crop at our old crop prices on corn and soybeans, and that's anchoring the market. And our producer's selling a little bit, but it's really South America, Paul. Had a great conversation over the weekend with someone who had not sold anything new crop related, corn or soybeans. Looks pretty smart now, but how smart can that person be? How much longer before maybe they should think about rewarding this market with a few sales? Well, a weather market can make you look really smart and really dumb pretty fast, Paul. So, you know, that's why I say keep a marketing plan. Um, you know, be very careful because these, uh, we go home Friday very, very stretched out. Uh, you're going to have to have continued uh, news. A bull needs to be fed uh, daily uh, for sure, weekly, and a bear just has to show up. So be pretty careful. 
Um, these are markets that turn on you quickly. I mean, we've seen them all. I remember even in 1988, we went from limit up. Uh, you weren't supposed to rain on a Friday and bingo, that was the top. And the uh, whole weather forecast changed. And we go home Friday and the weather forecast hot. Everybody agrees, hot and dry. The media is on this market. And uh, those are dangerous markets. Especially the days that we talked about that we have on Monday. Let's get to livestock. That had a bump a couple of weeks ago. Now we've kind of retreated a little bit. Are these technical moves right now? Well, the cattle, you know, if you're looking at the cattle market, it had a key reversal um, a couple of weeks ago. That's a sign of a major top or a major intermediate top here, it looks like it now. The uh, cattle markets continued to slump lower. It looks like the cash topped out this week. We dropped 4 to $5. Um, you know, in the uh, summer months, uh, are just too big of a discount waiting for the cash to catch up. So, you know, that's really what's happening in the cattle market here. Do you anticipate that the, this topping leads into some type of wave back up? Well, on the cattle market, uh, usually we drop from the uh, top uh, on cash to the bottom in the summer about 10%. So, you know, if you look at it, if you believe that, look at that. Our demand usually this time of year as we move to closer to uh, 4th of July, it's hot dog and hamburger time. So, you know, we should get into a slump. It's a cyclical bull market, so a summer slump and then followed by some kind of a rally again. Uh, but, you know, at 188 where we were on uh, April uh, 24 cattle, you have the uh, cattle price, you would think, almost fully valued in. So it's not that we're in a cyclical bull market, it's how much have we got dialed in. What about in feeders then? I, I mentioned earlier about feed alternatives already. There looked like maybe was there a small window to cover some feed needs in, in feeders? Has that evaporated or... Is that why we saw this decline as the, the grain went up? Well, you know, the, uh, of course, the feeder cattle are, are kind of the opposite of the uh, grain market. So, you know, same thing. They had a key reversal a couple of weeks back with the cattle. But, um, you know, the grain move, market moving up, the back months of cattle moving down, interest rates going up, feeder cattle come under pressure, kind of uh, logical. Their seasonals are negative, too, on the uh, feeder cattle, Paul. Let's see. Hogs have gone up. I think it's two, two, and now three dollars the last couple of weeks. You know, I think, the, I think the last time I was here, we were talking about the hog market was getting too low. You yes, know? we were. And it rallied uh, $20, and the funds were just too short. So I think, you know, where we've done now is we've rebalanced back. But we've got a lot of liquidation going on, Paul, you know, up to 300,000 sales. So that means, you know, maybe you're back up to some uh, hedgeable risk management uh, places up here is what we're seeing now again. But certainly... Um, you know, the hog market looks like it's got a bright future. You get past uh, February on into next year, but you're at 96 in the summer months of next year. So we have some better months ahead still in hogs is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think because of the liquidation, we okay. probably stall here. But then when you look out a year from now, um, you know, if we were to liquidate 300,000 sales, which it looks like, that's going to be eventually, if you calculate it out, 25,000 uh, pigs a, a, a week uh, slaughter comes down. All right. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. That's going to do it for our analysis. We'll pause it here. We'll continue in our Market Plus segment. We'll answer some of your questions. You can find both analysis and plus on our website at markettomarket.org. These resources, by the way, they are free. We make it easy to never miss any of our offerings when summer season hits full stride. We have three podcasts to keep you informed of markets and the stories around agriculture with our M2M podcast. Follow today to stay up to date. Next week, we take a look at why scientists are sounding the alarm over the lack of genetic diversity in livestock. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.
Market to Market is a production of Iowa PBS, which is solely responsible for its content. What's next doesn't happen by chance. It happens when researchers and farmers work together to solve tomorrow's agronomic challenges. We're committed to creating what's next. Because a pioneer, our name is our mission. Sukup Manufacturing, celebrating 60 years of innovation as a family-owned and operated manufacturer of grain storage, drying, and handling equipment out of Sheffield, Iowa. Learn more at sukup.com. Tomorrow, for over 100 years, we've worked to help our customers be ready for tomorrow. Trust in tomorrow. Information is available from a Grinnell Mutual agent today.